Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. Welcome, welcome everyone. And I am excited. I have a treat for all of you today because today we are going to have a lot of very practical advice um, for all of you moms and dads who are prepping the meals and planning the meals for your family, um, whether it's for your whole family or for just for yourself or for you and your significant other, and just want some help with that and some guidance on that of how to do it, how to do it well, how to make it simple and easy and healthy, uh, this is the episode for you. And I'm really excited because I am bringing back a guest that we had previously. You already know her, you already love her, and it is Kathy Davis. And if you remember Kathy, Kathy is a plant-based lifestyle and mindset coach, and she's the CEO of Veg Inspired, and she's the author of three cookbooks. Kathy empowers high achieving professionals to elevate their energy by adopting healthy living habits so they can show up at their optimum performance and achieve their goals, which is exactly what we want. Kathy has been eating and creating vegan meals for more than seven years. Over the past two years, she shifted her daily habits to follow a whole food plant-based lifestyle. She experienced amazing results, renewed energy, a newfound sense of joy, and a healthier mind and body. Who doesn't want that, right? If you want that, you guys, listen up. Kathy's brand, Veg Inspired, is dedicated to providing high-achieving professionals and entrepreneurs with the resources to make a similar transformation. She is eager to guide others on their journey so that they can make a more significant impact in the world. And this is a fun fact. I don't know if you remember this. Of course you remember this about Kathy, but Kathy Kathy and her husband, John, are living their plant-based dream while simultaneously traveling the United States in an RV with their cat. And this is cool. They've been to 26 states so far and 19 national parks and have a goal to visit all the U.S. national parks. So please help me and welcome Kathy Davis. Hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you back. This is so exciting. You are my first guest to have back a second time. So congratulations on that distinguished um, uh, role, <laughs> award, if you will. <laughs> very, very fun. And so, okay. So actually, let's start with the whole, the National Parks thing. So last time we talked, so it, so it, um, you haven't added any more since the last time we talked, right? No, no. It's, we've been traveling to the same places in the RV that we've already been. And so gotcha. we're getting ready to head to some new states and new national parks at the end of the summer. But right Ooh. now we're still still at the same number. We're eager to put a new sticker on the RV. Don't, <laughs> That's awesome. don't let me fool you with my big smile. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of sticker on your RV, so that's so funny you say that. So, and I was just telling you, um, so last time we talked, we did add some, I don't have a total number of how many national parks we went to. It's not 19, but we just added a few more. Um, we just went to Zion and Bryce and the Grand Canyon. Um, so that was really, really cool. And at the Grand Canyon, we saw two RVs um, that were both from Argentina 
Um, that was, yes, Argentina was their license place. I'm not sure. Like I stop and think, like I see the Hawaii cars. We saw a Hawaii car at the Grand Canyon and we're like, how, like, obviously like ship, you know, so I guess Argentina, I guess they did the same thing with the RV and then they're traveling all around, but they had stickers like of all these different national parks and places that they've been to. So I didn't even think of taking a picture of it for you and showing you like, look, here's the things to aspire to. <laughs> Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So, oh, that's so awesome. All right. So I am excited to really dive into this with all the things to help us. And we, I think a great place to start is this um, distinction between meal prep and meal planning. So let's start there. Shed some light on what are the differences. So my definition of meal prepping is you have recipes, you prep the meal, you put it into containers, and then you eat each of those containers at a different time. So maybe you make, you know, rice and beans and asparagus, and you have five of those meals prepped and ready to go, and you just keep eating them on repeat. It also could be you make a big lasagna, and then you eat that all week. Like meal prepping, to me, is more about prepping the whole meal at once and having it in the fridge ready to heat and eat meal planning which let me back up meal prepping would require some level of planning right mm -hmm. but to me meal planning is really about what ingredients do i need what go-to meals am i going to make what recipes am i going to make how does this recipe fit into my schedule today and that's really something that that I've started to embrace as the key tip with meal planning. And we'll get much deeper into this. But to me, meal prepping is you set aside a bunch of hours on one day a week that works. You prep all the meals and then you just heat and reheat or heat and eat or reheat and eat or right. however, you know, however that works. Right. Planning allows you to cook things fresh when you have time. It also allows you to plan in foods that you might not cook fresh. Like you might make a big batch of rice and have a batch of rice available to use for your meals, or you might grill a bunch of vegetables or some other ingredients, maybe make a big batch of black bean burgers or something like that. But it's not, the whole meal's not prepared for a heat and eat experience. Gotcha. That's a really, really good distinction. So then, so your, so what is your preference? So my preference is meal planning and that's my preference because I feel like it doesn't create a barrier, right? We plan everything. You planned your vacation to the Grand Canyon, Zion and Bryce. You plan when you're going to run your kids around. You, you know, you, you, we plan everything. You plan when you're going to do certain work tasks. We, we just play, you plan when you're going to watch a TV show with your yeah. best friend, like you plan yep. everything. <laughs> you don't necessarily prep everything. So right. with planning, at least you can create the intention of the foods you want to eat. So you're not caught at that in the moment decision phase and end up ordering takeout because it's convenient. Mm -hmm. And so planning really allows you to set the intention. And I always tell people like, one of the biggest things that I think is really important in this distinction is I find a lot of people will say something like, I can't meal prep. I don't have four hours on Sunday, so I'm never going to win. 
And mm -hmm. I'm always like, well, let's set it up for a win. Let's see how we can plan foods and meals into your life, not in addition to what you're, you know, in addition to what you're right. doing, but how they fit into your life versus this random thing called dinner. That's a, that gets a last minute, you know, we don't give any thought until 6 right. PM and everybody's whining at the island, mm -hmm. kitchen island hungry. And that I think would be like the third category. So you have the meal prepping, the meal planning, but then the do nothing. <laughs> and then the you just end up like scattered. <laughs> yeah. Like that fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And, you know, I teach, I, I teach clients how to eat more plants. That's, that's what I do. And I teach a variety of different variations of meal planning because it doesn't have to be once size fits all. You can have a, you know, based on your life situation, your plan might look different than mine. I mean, I travel in an RV. Things are different for me. I don't have, you know, freezer storage to freeze thousands of, of soups and I don't have all of that. So planning might look a little different for each person. And that's really where you can take some of these key elements we're going to talk about today and really put them to use. And I think that's such a really good point because what you talked about is because for me, I'm definitely a meal planner and I agree the whole thought of meal prepping overwhelms me. <laughs> like I, I hear people do, and I know it can be so beneficial. And if that's what people choose, then that's great. And I've always kind of thought and tried to aspire to that in my mind, but then it just never actually happens. But for me, meal planning is a must and because i i have lived on the other side where it's just like i, I don't like the the stress that comes at four o'clock when every you know it's getting to the point where like what are we going to have for dinner we got to eat something and i have no idea what do i have in the house and that to me it got from me to the point that that was so stressful that i'm like it was worth it for me to sit down and just plan you know however long you know however many weeks or whatever worth for me that works um to plan those because then like you said and maybe this is you know stuff you want to get into but for me, what I do is I sit down and look at my schedule. I'm like, okay, I need a crock pot meal that night. I have no time to cook dinner that night. Everyone's eating at all different times that night. And so I need to find meals that fit into Like, that's how I do it. Like what our schedule is, um, is, is how I, <laughs> I pick the meals that we do. So how do you recommend when you work with your clients? That, so the schedule is the first thing we look at. We plan meals based on your calendar. So everybody's week might be different. Everybody's day might be different. You know, when I was, when I was a school teacher, I knew that Tuesday nights, I always got home from work late. We had staff meetings. I wanted to make sure that the classroom was ready the next day. Like you just stay at school a little bit longer. So Tuesdays, I, I, a lot of times we would just go out. Well, that's not budget friendly. Right. That's not necessarily waistline friendly either. And that's not to say that you can't intend to eat out or intend to get takeout and create an intention around it. But if it's a fly by the seat of your pants because you don't feel like cooking and then the next thing you know, you've ordered takeout three times in a week and you're like, I need to save money, but I'm going to order takeout because I don't want to cook. You start to, your priorities are, are get kind of goofy. And I was in the same boat as you. 
when the phone or the text message would go off, what's for dinner, I would start to lose my mind. I was like, yes. this just isn't an acceptable conversation anymore. And it could be hours, you know, we could get home from work. We could have been texting for a half an hour. What's for dinner. I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? What do you have? Oh, we've got zucchini. Cause it's, <laughs> it's zucchini season right now. So we, we just have, had zucchini tonight for dinner, <laughs> right? We have yes. zucchini. There's always seems to be zucchini in the spring, in the early yes. summer. And you're like, well, we have zucchini, but I don't want to make zucchini. I don't want to deal with it. Well, let's just go mm -hmm. out and we'll deal with the zucchini later. And the next thing you know, that's happened three nights in a row and your zucchini's mushy in your fridge. And so, mm -hmm. you know, meal planning isn't just about creating order. It's also about creating a budget. It's about creating dis, you know, organization with the foods that you have and eliminating a lot of that stress and overwhelm that can happen in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I always tell my clients to start with their schedule. What are those days of the week that you need a crock pot meal or you need a, a reheat meal, or maybe you do want takeout that day? What's the intention? And then the next thing I look at, which might sound weird, but I always look at the weather because there's nothing worse yeah. than planning a grilled meal and then having huh. it rain all day. <laughs> I've had that happen multiple times and I never look at the weather when I'm planning. So that's so interesting. So interesting. <laughs> I also really like a warm, cozy meal on days that it's not so warm and cozy. And so the planning using the, the weather app or just looking at the weather for the week yeah. allows me to really create some intention around the food. And what I've found is when you meal plan meals that excite you, meals that align with these types of random situations. It's a beautiful sunny day and you want to grill out. It's a cold day and you want chili. When you plan meals like that, you are excited to make them. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's chili night. I'm so excited. Or, oh my gosh, we're having tacos. I can't tell you how many times I would get home late and I would still make the taco meal because I love tacos. It didn't matter what what time of day, what time of evening I was cooking, I was like, it's taco night, we're making tacos. <laughs> but if I didn't have tacos planned, I probably would have just gone out to eat because I would right. have been like, eh, I don't know, what am I gonna have? I don't know, we'll just have taco, <laughs> we'll just go out to eat. And I think I think that is is really, really good because I think that goes to the comment or the protest that some people might give is like, well, because I've heard this from my friends because I talk about the meal planning that I do. And they'll say, well, but, I like to like have what, how do I know what I'm in the mood for that night, you know? And so that's something that people will say. And I think what you just said is a great response to that, because if you are planning things that you're excited to have, that you're already, you know, but maybe that's still not good enough. So is that like what you would say to people that would say to that? Or do you have more that you would use to address that issue? Absolutely. So one thing is I, so I plan based on schedule, then I plan based on the weather. Then I pick meals that align with my goals and excite me. They have to be meals that do both, mm -hmm. right? So I'm a, I'm a high carb, low fat vegan. So my meals are starch, veg, beans, fruits, herbs, all of that whole grains. And um, so my meals align with that. And then they have to be exciting. So yeah, we might have tacos once a week. They might be a different recipe of a taco, mm -hmm. but I'm still excited about tacos. And then that's one variation. Another variation might just be a list of five, you know, you know, you need to have five dinners that you're cooking this week. You know that certain days require certain dinners. The other ones might be mm -hmm. flexible. You might be like, oh, today we could have chili 
or we could have tacos or we could have black bean burgers or we could have tacos. Like it, it allows you to have some variation. And then in, I mean, I could talk about meal planning for hours in that planning. You hear me talk about tacos and burgers. Well, what toppings do you put on those things? You put lettuce, tomatoes, maybe you use an onion, maybe you use olives or pickles. So you start to look at how different two different meals could have similar mm -hmm. toppings and now you're piggybacking ingredients. So you're not having to buy cabbage and all these other ingredients. You're buying the similar ingredients that you, you can use across multiple meals. And that's, that can save you money budget wise. It can save you from wasting food because you don't have mm -hmm. half of a head of something going bad in the fridge. I mean, it really kind of takes that, that overwhelm and stress out of the different foods that, that we might waste or, you know, things not being used up. I love that you said that because that's so funny because that's exactly what we did. We had a little span of time um, <clears throat> here between trips and stuff. It's like, okay, I know I need eight meals. And so I told my kids, I'm like, all right, you pick the eight meals. Like I'll get the ingredients. And then that's what we did. And then I'm just like, it's summertime. I don't have to be as hyper-scheduled as I do have to be during the school year. And so like, that's, that's what we did. We had all the ingredients for all of those meals. And that was just kind of like, well, you know, which night? And, and then tonight, zucchini was not planned at all, but that came out of the garden. And we're like, oh, well, that, that's what we're having tonight. So it is nice to be able to do both. I, I like being able to have that flexibility when it doesn't matter as much in our schedule, um, but then have it be super scheduled. But the point is that you have what you need and you you are eliminating that stress, but you're also giving everything that you need to have a healthy meal. Because that's the thing that was just so interesting to me when people are just like, ah, we just ended up going out tonight. I didn't feel like making anything and I didn't know what we were going to have. And that's just, I don't know, that seems a little bit crazy to me, but also it's not really an option in our family just because of being gluten-free. Like it's just, that puts a cap on how many places you can even go. And I don't know if you experienced that with being vegan, if that um, <clears throat> is as limiting to where you could go out anyway. Well, for us, we found some vegan restaurants and I would say that the the, we had the opposite problem because we found vegan restaurants that we loved. We could be known without a plan to <laughs> eat out three or four times and not think twice about it. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's just, we were fortunate enough to be able to afford that, or it was just, you know, poor budget planning, right? Poor, mm -hmm. poor financial planning. Um, <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> we, won't, we won't go there. But really, like, if you think about it, like from a budget standpoint, I don't need to be eating out four times. And honestly, that was, that was when we first hit the road in the RV. And, and even before that, when we lived in Pittsburgh, we had restaurants we loved and we would get home from work and be like, hey, I don't want to cook. I don't want to cook either. Okay. We'll just go yeah. out. Um, but when we plan, we plan in meals that excite us and that doesn't happen as often because we really create the intention. And with us, we change the way that we eat. Like we were junk food vegans who've now adopted a whole food plant-based way of eating. There are less options to eat out. And so when we eat out, it's we're very intentional about it. And really we look for the places that are gonna be worth it. Yeah. Like it's not worth it to me to get just any old takeout. Like I want to make sure if I'm going to eat something that doesn't align with my whole food plant-based living goals, it better be dang worth it. It better be yep. the best food that I've had. And that, and for me, that's really made a huge difference 
and a huge impact in my happiness, my, my energy levels, like everything in that whole lifestyle change has really changed my life. Like being able to hike at these national parks, I've lost almost 50 pounds. Like there's a lot around that. Thank you. But that's all a result of being intentional. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so passionate about meal planning because it allows you to create, create that intention. And it doesn't matter what your goals are, whether you've got, you know, as much money in the world as you want, or you want to lose weight, or you want to take control of your health, or if you're just a healthy person who wants to eat with intention without stress, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter which end of the spectrum you're coming from, being able to have a plan and an agenda and some order at dinner time, especially Mm -hmm. can make for a much happier household. because you know what you're cooking. You can delegate if you're running late, you can say, you know, can you guys chop the peppers and onions or can you wash the lettuce or can you put rice on like Mm -hmm. something as simple as that. And if you do plan to delegate, just have a cheat sheet of how to make some of those go-to things. So like for us, we use brown rice. And so if you have on the inside of a cupboard, this is how to make, this is how much brown rice, this is how to do it it takes the guesswork out for other people. And I did want to come back before we, uh, before we break for the, for the middle, I wanted to come back on the, on your zucchini comment. So you had said zucchini wasn't planned in, but it came out of the garden. And so, gosh, what, what a fortunate way to live is to be able to go out to your garden and pick (laughs) fresh vegetables and be able to incorporate them in. So if that's you and you're listening and you're like, I love incorporating fresh vegetables, but I get stuck when there's too many, we have a bountiful Mm -hmm. harvest and I'm not sure what to do. Start to plan in those options. If we have a lot of zucchini, I'm going to grab an extra box of pasta. If we have a lot of tomatoes, I'm going to grab some basil and make a tomato sauce. If we have a lot of, um, you know, maybe it's you're, you're overflowing with salad greens or baby spinach or something that like too. that. We had tons of romaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what else can you do? Can you do a fun recipe where you grill it? Can you do, um, can you make different lettuces? Can you use, can you make tacos? Cause you can shred it up. Can you make sandwiches where you shred up the lettuce and make like hoagies or something? Mm-hmm. So start to look at ways that you can use those in different manners with ingredients that you can have on hand. So for, you know, for us, because we go to farmer's markets, a lot of times we'll have, you know, rice and potatoes here. And then if we buy vegetables, we'll do like grilled veggies and pasta or grilled Mm -hmm. veggies and rice or grilled veggie salads, or we'll do like a black bean burger and maybe a pasta salad, you know, with, with grilled vegetables instead of a hot pasta dish just depends. We just try to have those on hand ingredients to, to be flexible with those garden harvests. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's awesome. So, so good. Do you have, I know we only have just a couple minutes. Um, and so I know you wanted to get that in. Is there anything else with meal planning, um, that we want to, I'm, I'm sure there's more, like we could continue with this. We don't have to wrap this part up, um, in this, but, um, you know, we can definitely go into the next segment, but is there anything else like with that whole process, you know, just the thinking of the, so you look at the sketch, like the calendar, the weather, um, what you, what your goals are and then the meals that excite you. So is that a good synopsis of that? What else is there, um, in the meal planning? Definitely. So the next thing I always look at is what do I have on hand? So if you have a garden, you might say, okay, my, my, you know, 
there's going to be, we're going to have a round of zucchini. We better make sure we plan for that. Um, or, you know, what do I have that's still in the fridge from last week that I need to use? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you might have a bag of carrots. Can you do carrot dogs or just something different with them that you might not have thought about? Carrot and we can dogs? talk, we can talk about okay. carrot dogs. Okay. I, I, yes. Okay, I think that might be a good place to stop and leave everyone hanging because I'm so curious what carrot dogs are. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to come back after the break to find out what carrot dogs are. So we are going to continue with meal planning and then we're going to get into carrot dogs and lots of recipe ideas and specific things. Kathy was dropping a ton of ideas through there, but we're going to get even into even more detail onto specific meals and specific things that we can do. So we will be right back. Thank you, Liz for listening to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I'm Jenny and I'm here with Kathy Davis from Veg Inspired. And we have just been talking all about meal planning. So if you missed the beginning of the episode, go back and listen to that because it's a lot of good juicy tips. And we left you hanging with carrot dogs. So I'm so curious. Please do tell. What are carrot dogs? So... I was a huge skeptic, but carrot dogs are carrots that you, you know, peel full size carrots that you peel and you kind of peel the edges. So they look a little rounded and then you either par boil them or steam them and then marinate them in a sauce, or you can simmer them for a good, you know, 60 to 75 minutes in spices typically soy sauce, Worcestershire, vegan Worcestershire, liquid smoke, some spicy mustard, and then different paprika, onion powder, all of that. And you eat them in a hot dog bun topped with all your favorite hot dog toppings. And voila, you have a carrot dog. Now here's the yeah. thing. I was like, there is <laughs> no way a carrot's going to taste like a hot dog. And I was wrong. It is so wow. nostalgic with like onions and ketchup and mustard or relish. Oh my gosh. They're so good. I, I love them. I am. I'm a little bit blown away. Like I am going to need the exact recipe and I'm, I'm going to do this and I will, uh, we'll be making comments on Instagram. We'll go there and like post pictures and talk about it. Everyone can share what their experience is. Wow. So to make it actually taste like a hot dog, is it the specific spices that you end up using? Okay. It's the spices and people will say, well, it doesn't exactly taste like a hot dog, but listen, yeah. when you put it in a bun and load it with all the toppings, it is nostalgic of a hot dog. I mean, it doesn't have like, wow. if you like those ones with the skin, like it doesn't have that, but gosh, it's just incredible that the things you can do with plants and spices and in different mixtures to get 
things that aren't animal products to taste yeah. more like a what you're used to. And any way you slice it is going to be way healthier than a hot dog anyway, because hot dogs are just mystery meat. Like, I don't know if you can really call it meat anyway. So like, I don't really know what's in them. So hands down, it's going to be better. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and before we get the people in the comments saying, well, why do vegans always want their meat to taste like meat? I did not give up animal products because I didn't like the way it tasted. I gave up animal products because of my health. Mm. So I just want to always say that because it's, I didn't, I didn't quit animal products because I didn't like them. I, I stopped eating them because it was not giving me what I needed to be healthy. Yeah. That's a really good distinction. Really, really good. Um, okay. So back to the meal planning, cause I feel like we're not done. We haven't rounded out the whole meal planning. So then, so let's pick up where we left off then. So I got sidetracked with the whole carrot dog thing. <laughs> yes. So we were saying that like, looking at the foods you have in your fridge, which hence how we came up with carrot dogs mm -hmm. and really looking at what, what you need to use up. You know, if you've got a bag of frozen broccoli that you're like, God, I really need to get that out of my freezer. Like I really need to get, just start moving some food. How can I use the frozen broccoli? Maybe you make a stir fry. Maybe you air fry it. Maybe you thaw it and steam it and drizzle on some balsamic vinegar and some mustard powder. I don't know, but think about different ways that you can use the foods that you have on hand so that you aren't always having to go buy a bunch of ingredients and you aren't wasting food. And then that's the next step of your meal plan. And then, then you take your meal plan and you've looked at all the recipes, those go-to meals that you want to make, and you start to translate in the, into a grocery list. And I always tell my clients, like, be flexible with yourself. If a recipe calls for, you know, a white onion and they only have a red onion, it's okay to buy the <laughs> red onion. If it calls for, you know, green apples, and they only have red, like be flexible with yourself as you're navigating this space. And, and it may be that it's not as hard to eat more plants as we've made it out to be when we start mm -hmm. to plan and we start to look at ways that we can incorporate those foods into our everyday meals. I think that is a really, really good point, especially for people like me who are more A type and like, I love a recipe and I will follow the recipe and I'm good at following recipes. Give me a recipe and I'm good. And so, and I, I can very easily get hung up on, but I need, you know, this specific thing. And especially when it's a new recipe and you don't know how much that one ingredient is that like the linchpin is that the key thing of it? Does it matter? So I think that's a really, really excellent point of just give yourself grace, especially when you're trying new things, you have so many different things going on. And if you're just like, okay, I'm just, we're just going to try it. It's new. And we're just going to make do with what we have and just see it as an adventure, as opposed to getting hung up on all the details. I think that's a really good point for people like me. <laughs> Absolutely. And to, to really kind of lean in a little bit to this, to this point specifically, when we first went from junk food vegans to this whole food plant-based, I remember sitting down at this very desk with every plant-based cookbook I had, and I had 21 recipes that I was going to make. <laughs> 21. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Nobody needs to have 21 recipes that they are going to make. You don't need that many. 
So give yourself kind of give yourself some some flexibility. Maybe you only try one new to you recipe in a week. Mm -hmm. Maybe you really say, okay, this week I'm going to do one new recipe and the other four dinners are going to be ones that everybody already likes. Or I'm going to do the same breakfast and lunch all week and then five different dinners. And and really tapping into familiar foods, things that your family likes, things that they know how to eat, things that they things that you know how to cook, so that you're not adding additional overwhelm while you're sitting here trying to meal plan. The other tip I have is when you are looking at a cookbook, if there's specific foods you need to use or specific recipes you're trying to do breakfast out you know brunch recipes or you're trying to do soup recipe because it's going to be a cold day don't start at the beginning of the cookbook and try and go through it all and get distracted five times and now it's, you've spent an hour and you're only on page five because you got distracted by the front go right to the back go right to the brunch section go right to the soup section look through those, get some inspiration, pull out those meals. You can set aside time an, another day to get inspiration from a cookbook. But when you're in that meal planning mode, really focus on, I want a soup. I'm going to go to the soup section. And if you do have time to be flipping through a cookbook, another time of the day, put little sticky notes on it. Mm -hmm. I want to try this soup. I want to try this. And then let that be where you go first and, and take that page by page, you know, perusing the cookbook out of your meal planning time and be really intentional with that time that you have set aside to meal plan. That was golden. If y'all miss that, if you are multitasking, if you weren't kind of totally paying attention, go rewind and re-listen to that because that was gold. Yeah. 100% agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm a three-time cookbook author. I love to peruse some cookbooks. <laughs> But that's, it's not the time so to be lost. doing it yes. during meal planning time. Because it adds to the overwhelm. And I think that's such a good thing. And I feel like that's come up several times in this conversation. I think it's so important. And, and I really hope people listen to that because it is something new and we're trying to reduce the overwhelm and increase the chance of success. And so how do we do that? We pay attention to these things along the way to really stay laser focused on what you want to do. Because I know when I sit down to meal plan, it can be overwhelming, especially the first time that you do it and you have all these things and you're trying to figure things out. And, <clears throat> and if you do start getting carried away and looking at a whole bunch of recipes, um, it, it can just the distraction just takes takes you away. So I think that is absolutely golden to really stay focused and and keep at the task at hand so that you can just get that done, make your list, and then be able to get to the store. And that's something I caution people about with buying meal plans from other people. Like I have mm. meal plans that I, I gift out. I, I know if you've listened to my first episode, you can get our free meal plan at veginspire.com slash podcast. I gift those out, but, and I put together a plan, but my intention is for you to say, oh, this would, this would fit better on Thursday for me than on Monday, or this would fit better on the second day of my week. I don't know what day of the, you know, you might plan Monday to Saturday or Monday to mm -hmm. Sunday, depending on when I get groceries. If I get groceries on a Wednesday night, I plan Thursday till the next mm -hmm. time I get groceries. Right. Like, I don't, you know, with not, with our travel schedule, we don't always get groceries as traditional times as everybody else mm -hmm. does. 
And it also might depend on when the farmer's market is in your area. Like you might, right. or when you're harvesting your garden or when you, your CSA box comes. So it really is important for you to, you know, take any recipe that you get and really fit it into your schedule and your, your life and, and really, really look at how it fits in. Like the carrot dogs, you could do the one that marinates for six to 24 hours, or you could do the one that cooks for 45 to 60 minutes. It really depends on what block of time you have. Which quick question about that. So marinating for that long, like, would you do it in a crock pot? Is that what you would cook it in or over the stove? So I, the recipe on veginspire.com is you steam the carrots and then you marinate them overnight and then oh, you okay. reheat okay. them the next day. The recipe oh. in the budget friendly cookbook is you just throw them in. We do it in a, um, well, I think I did it in my Dutch oven the last time because the carrots were longer. So they have to have enough room to lay in the sauce. Mm -hmm. And then you just cook it down in the sauce and it cooks low and slow is what I always say. Like it just, okay. so you pot probably could do it in a crock pot, um, but you would want the liquid to get out because you want the liquid to reduce while you're cooking it so that it kind of gotcha. coats the carrot. The cool thing about the marinated ones is you can throw them on a grill or over a campfire oh. to reheat them. So then they get like those little grill lines and they become cool. <laughs> think this is a hoot. This is amazing. Oh, best thing ever. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so what else with meal planning, um, before we get into more recipes, because that is, that's, that's an amazing one. So, um, <clears throat> what else are some key points with meal planning? So I, so a couple of things that I've really started to do is I set a timer and I only let myself spend so much time meal planning. Mm -hmm. And I do that more because I am the type of person who gets sucked into the cookbooks mm -hmm. and sucked into the recipes. And I, you know, I'm, I'm type A, I'm kind of want everything to be perfect. I want yes. the grocery <laughs> list to be written in the order of the store. And I, yes. I mean, we go to a different store every couple of weeks. I don't even know how the store is <laughs> going to be like when I walk into the store and the first thing I walk into isn't the produce section. I've, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, who, who designs their store, but not like that. Like everyone designs their store that way. <laughs> I don't know. Every now and then we get a backwards store where you're like, wait a minute. The produce is supposed to be to the right. What are they doing to me? Exactly. Um, but I think, you know, with anything, it's about giving yourself grace, giving yourself time to really embrace it. Maybe you only plan three days. Maybe you only plan breakfast for a week. Maybe you only plan lunches for a week and you still do the fly by the seat of your pants for dinner. And you start to see where those crunch points are. And those crunch points are the ones you want to plan first. So if you know that every day or every Wednesday, it's a, you know, chaos in the kitchen plan for Wednesdays and then look at your next crunch point. If Saturday mornings are crazy because everybody's at home and they all want something different and you feel like a short order cook, maybe you create some kind of themed breakfast for Saturday mornings. Maybe it's always waffles or always pancakes, or maybe it's like cereal once a month, a month so that everybody picks their own cereal and that's just how it goes. And, you know, really thinking about ways that you can change it up. You might even do like one variation of meal planning. I teach is routines and each 
each day you have a different category of, of a type of meal. So maybe it's meatless meals on Monday, tacos on Tuesday, um, wraps or bowls or soups or something on Wednesday. Um, and then I always say, I don't know, Thursday, I'm trying to think of something else, but I, I lost my, my fun alliteration <laughs> with Thursday. So, um, but fun Friday is always one that I, I use. And some ideas for that might be breakfast for dinner. It might be um, appetizers for dinner where you do like buffalo cauliflower. You do mini versions of these carrot dogs and just do like little carrot dogs that you can dip in mustard. You might do slider burgers, you know, just thinking about different ways that you can make meals fun. And maybe it's make your own pizza on fun Friday. And that allows the whole family to be involved too. And then you're only looking for four of those category mm -hmm. meals each month. So if you have taco Tuesday, you need four taco recipes and your Tuesdays are now planned for the, for the month. That's beautiful. Done minutes. <laughs> like it takes minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that is brilliant because <clears throat> I would, I would get into no, well, not a rut because like, just like the overwhelms, like, oh, I need all these different meals. And then we have the meals that we normally have. But when you have a category like that, it gives enough structure, <clears throat> but then it can also, like you said, like you can have different kinds of tacos and different things, or you have kids like me who are just like, you know, like I have, and just like, oh no, 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 tacos is this. Like <laughs> we, we don't mess with them. We're like, well, sometimes we do. <laughs> so, but it doesn't. And and I do think um, having it's funny we say planning breakfast and planning lunch. Like I do not personally. I don't plan breakfast and lunch. I'm like I plan dinners. Like you're on your own for the other two meals. But I will say for the weekends though, it does make it easier because typically we will do pancakes or waffles on a Saturday and then muffins on a Sunday, muffins and fruit on a Sunday. So that's just kind of, it's not a hard and fast rule. It just kind of depends. Sometimes we have, do eggs and toast. Um, but it's, um, but it does make it easier kind of when you have those routines, when you find things that everyone in the family likes, it does make it a lot easier and a lot less stressful. And it's fun, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, I maybe because I am so type A and I just love the, <laughs> the organization of it. But I love to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, it's tofu scramble day. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, like, it's just fun. Or when we're going to grill out or do breakfast sandwiches, like when we, we like, because we, we are in campgrounds and people around mm -hmm. us are doing the campground thing, right? They're yeah. outside cooking their breakfast. And so it's fun to kind of camp on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so we have to plan that in because otherwise, I mean, it's our house. So we don't, mm -hmm. sometimes we don't go out and hang out right. outside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I, I love that too, of just thinking of other like fun recipes. Like you talked about that in the beginning, just being excited about what you're eating. And then once you have this mixture of recipes that the family likes and that you all like, um, and then venture it out and like, okay, just try another one and add in another one and then throw that into the mix. Cause at some point you're like, okay, these are getting kind of boring. Like we're doing a lot of the similar things. So, you know, let's venture out and find another one. So just establishing that routine and then being able to add things in as you go along. Absolutely. And you know, the, the beauty of is, of it is it does create the variety and it allows you to try different things. Like mm -hmm. I never thought a taco was anything but ground beef, but now <laughs> I eat veggie tacos, cauliflower tacos, tofu tacos, mushroom tacos, bean tacos. Like it's just so many options. And so it's kind of fun to have all of that variety and it's, 
it just, I don't know, it just makes, makes it more exciting and you can yeah. still rotate in your favorite taco recipe. You don't have to do it. You don't have to have four. You could have two and just rotate them every right. other week. Or you could have tacos twice. I'm all for that too. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I will say for those that have kiddos, um, <clears throat> at whatever point that you're comfortable with doing it, um, incorporating them into the meal planning and the decisions there too, because it, you, it might just be easier for you to just kind of figure things out in the beginning. But then once you have several different meals that you're doing and just be like, okay, what do you guys feel like having? And so that way they have buy-in and they are excited about those things. And um, they're going to be looking forward to the meals too. And then there's not that tug of war that I hear from so many parents, um, but just you get their buy-in first and then, then you can even have them help make it. And that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what, and, and same thing with your, with your partner spouse, like, mm -hmm. If you're trying to get them to eat different foods, make sure that you plan that ahead so that yeah. they can be excited about the meals too. And, and you know, it's, it just goes back to that excitement. Like everybody's always excited when they get to go out to dinner. So if you plan meals that excite you, then you yeah. don't feel like you have to go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love it. Wow. So, okay. So we're getting, oh, we only have a few minutes left. So I definitely want, um, so if there's anything else with meal planning to tie a little bow on it, because we've done a really, really thorough job. This has been fabulous. And then I want you to share about your, um, course or, um, or what you have coming up. <laughs> Absolutely. So if I can leave you with one thing about meal planning that really kind of ties this all in a bow is allow meal planning to be a fun activity for you that creates order and intention. It doesn't have to be a chore. It doesn't have to be this big cumbersome process. It can simply be a pencil and your calendar and just sketching it out just like you would if you were planning a vacation and, you know, really embrace it as something that you can try. And if you don't love it, it doesn't work for you after stop trying it for several times because you can't try it just once. You got to try it a few weeks to really create some change. Then, then fine. You can find an alternative. But to me, it really helps to create order and takes that guesswork out at that pinnacle time of the day when everybody needs you. Everybody mm -hmm. needs you because you're the meal preparer. If you've taken that stress off of yourself and now you just have that next step ready to go, that's, if I can leave you with one, one piece is just, give it a try. I love it. I totally agree. Absolutely. Thank you for all of those tips because I know it has really made a big difference in my life. And honestly, the time that I started doing this was during COVID when it's just like, oh, didn't grocery shop hardly at all. And so like I did a monster plan and then I've, I've taken it back from there, but it is, it's just, it, you know, it takes some time, but then once that's done and the shopping is done and you have those things that you have that you need for the meals in the house. It just takes so much stress off. So I, I highly recommend it too. And thank you for sharing all of these tips because I know this is going to be so, so, so helpful to so many people. So thank you, Kathy, and share with us how people can get more tips and help from you. Absolutely. So we actually have a, a workshop coming up. It's a three-day Eat More Plants workshop, and you can register at veginspired.com slash three-day workshop. 
uh, very unique URL, <laughs> easy Perfect. to remember. Yes. <laughs> three day workshop, vegsinspired.com three day workshop. But we're going to be really taking you through the systems, the habits, the tips to eat more plants. How can you add more plants to your everyday meals and really start to leverage the power of those? I always call them superfoods, but I don't mean like superfoods. I mean like foods that are super for you really start to use that to help meet your personal and professional goals because studies show that five or five or more servings of vegetables can increase our productivity up to 25%. So eating more plants can make you more productive. And that's really a win-win for anybody that's, uh, you know, just trying to get through life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's awesome. I highly recommend all of you definitely do the three-day workshop workshop with Kathy. That sounds absolutely amazing. And I mean, productivity. Like who doesn't want more productivity? Who doesn't want to feel better, be more productive? So that's amazing. And also share with us, you have a couple cookbooks, right? And I think we have a picture we can put up um, for those of you who are watching um, to just, can you just share very quickly about your cookbooks? Absolutely. So I have three cookbooks, the 30 minute whole food plant-based cookbook, which is pretty traditional. It goes through all of the different categories of recipes. Then our, my second cookbook, because sometimes you'll hear me refer to them as first, second, and third was the super easy plant-based cookbook. And that one's super fun because it's laid out more in one pot laid out more in categories of cooking. So we have one pot recipes, five ingredient recipes, more different 30 minute meals and some no cook meals. And then the last one, budget friendly plant-based diet cookbook, which you can't come with eating on a budget and eating more plants. Uh, that one also comes with three meal plans um, in it. So it really kind of walks you through, which ties in perfectly to what we're talking about today. And, you know, one of the big things I want to leave you with when you're looking at recipes, like I said earlier, when you're looking at cookbooks and really using those to do your meal plan, read the recipe, make sure that it doesn't require marinating for six to 24 hours, like really stop and say, okay, this sounds amazing. I want this. Let me skim through this recipe, make sure I do have time for it. And then let me plug it into the day that works best for me. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you, Kathy, so much. This has been a blast. I have learned so much from you and I know this is going to be so beneficial to everyone that listens. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jenny. And thanks for listening, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining us on the Journey with Jenny podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please download my podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help, and I would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.